Coming to theaters, Patterns of Evidence, Journey to Mount Sinai 2. Investigative filmmaker Timothy Mahoney uncovers evidence of the true location of Mount Sinai, interviewing modern-day Exodus explorers and scholars. Once I realized what this site was, I dropped to my knees. All of the evidence, it's sitting out there for everyone to see. Inspiring and faith-affirming. Journey to Mount Sinai 2 in theaters only May 15th and 17th. Get tickets today at PatternsofEvidence.com. Did you know color is vital to your health? I'm not talking about the color of the walls in your house or your car or your clothes. I'm talking about the color of the food you eat. A colorful diet is a part of staying well because many nutrients are color. The antioxidant lycopene is the red pigment in tomatoes and pink grapefruit. Chlorophyll is excellent for balancing pH and cleansing the body. It's the green in kale, spinach, and broccoli. Resveratrol decreases inflammation, and it's the purple in grapes and berries. Eating a wide variety of fruits and vegetables provides your body with diverse chemistry it needs to heal itself and stay well. Eat the peelings of things like apples and carrots and cucumbers. Balance of Nature is whole produce. It contains all the vital parts in balance. Color, taste, and smell keep you well, and that's what you get with Balance of Nature. Start now by going to balanceofnature.com and don't forget to use discount code KMC. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented my pillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers. And get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. I've been in show business my entire life. I know when someone's an actor or an actress. And I'd hear Balance of Nature being advertised, and I just thought, these are real people out there. And they seem to just be really telling the truth about this product that they love. So I started using Balance of Nature, and immediately I started seeing results. And I went, oh my gosh, this works. I literally called up the founder, and I said, I've never done this before in my life. I want to tell people about Balance of Nature. I want it to do for them what it's done for me. Join Kathy Lee Gifford and thousands of people worldwide on a journey to better health. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KLG. Coming to theaters, Patterns of Evidence, Journey to Mount Sinai 2. Investigative filmmaker Timothy Mahoney uncovers evidence of the true location of Mount Sinai, interviewing modern-day Exodus explorers and scholars. Once I realized what this site was, I dropped to my knees. 
all of the evidence. It's sitting out there for everyone to see. Inspiring and faith-affirming. Journey to Mount Sinai 2 in theaters only May 15th and 17th. Get tickets today at PatternsOfEvidence.com. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio the day after the big holiday weekend. Thanks for being here. Just ahead, are there major signs from debt ceilings to military buildups that we should be focused on? My guests today, former Congressman Lee Zeldin, Gordon G. Chang, and Katie McFarland. Stay here. Something interesting is happening with this. Kevin McCullough, let me start with you. I found this thing at townhall.com by Kevin McCullough. The big dog has come out of nowhere. Kevin McCullough. I just want to help people think. Nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. He's playing the role as uh, as well as anybody could. Kevin McCullough is a nationally syndicated radio host and author of No He Can't. The odds are he's right. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, I I, I want to say thank you uh, to those of you that took time this weekend to honor those in your life that um, are meaningful, that served in uniform, that are no longer with us. Memorial Day is, of course, is that holiday where we say thank you and re- we remember the price that was paid by so many people. I, I also want to make it really clear. I think that every person that serves in uniform deserves our thanks. And so anytime you see a man or woman wearing the uniform of the United States, uh, whether it's uh, first responders, police officers, uh, U.S. military, just go say thank you to them. Just just shake their hand. Say, hey, I, we're grateful that you do what you do. We're safer because you're there. Uh, it, it will make a difference in their life. We're going to get into a lot of geopolitical stuff today. We've got stuff in um, Southeast Asia to worry about. We've got stuff in China to be looking at. We've got stuff uh, related to the debt ceiling that we're going to get to. And the former, um, well, the the former congressman and the guy who was this close to being governor is going to join me in the next segment to break down some of that. Uh, But we've got a lot uh, yet to come. But I want to start with what I wrote about this weekend because the attention of the political world is turning to one matchup in the Republican primary for president. And it's Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, and former President Trump, who are now both declared and fully into the race, uh, and what's going on there. And depending on who you are, this matchup can bring great delight to you, and you think it's the greatest thing ever, and other people think that it's uh, the worst thing ever, and they're full of dread and panic, and they don't know how it's going to be interpreted by the you know, the the mainstream of voters, et cetera. DeSantis fans are eager to convince you that the Florida governor is basically President Trump in policy, but kinder in personality. And Trump fans will quickly point out that in just recent days, DeSantis has flipped positions on a handful of items that appear to be motivated by maybe what some of his donors want him to do, as opposed to what he's committed to do. Uh, DeSantis fans will argue that President Trump allowed Fauci to stay at his job. That's That wasn't too good. Uh, Trump followers will remind you that DeSantis will not even have his current job without President Trump's endorsement. And he was going to lose to basically a, a, a drug addict. 
in Florida. Uh, DeSantis people will argue that he leads Biden in head-to-head contests and a handful of polls. Trump supporters will point out that their man does too, just different polls, and that he has a 40 to 50% lead over DeSantis amongst primary voters, which is the first contest that comes up. It's who wins the primary. DeSantis can claim uh, that he raised $8.2 million in his first 24 hours for his campaign coffers. Uh, that beats Biden's $6.3 million that he raised in his first 24 hours. Trump supporters will remind you that President Trump raised $25 million when he finally opened it up. DeSantis can claim the miraculous flipping of two heavily Democratic counties in Florida, Latino-dominant counties. Uh, Trump can properly argue that the largest increase in support came for him of any incumbent in president uh, in in in, pre- in the office of president uh, since the founding of the nation. He had 11 million more people vote for him in his uh, reelection. Um, both are promising to battle the woke madness that's in the country, and this is good. We need as many people fighting that as possible: CRT, uh, gender identity. Um, socialism redistribution you work for your dollar but government takes it and gives it to someone else um they're they're promising to fight back against all of that but i want to cut through what i call the malarkey which is a a biden word but i want i want to i want to i want to cut through some of the nonsense that's in this conversation because supporters of each man are are laying some of this stuff on pretty heavily on the other side um they both question each other's motives. They both try to delegitimize the other person. The DeSantis people say Trump can't win. He's too mean. And Trump is saying, uh, Trump's people are saying, hey, we can win. Just make the, the playing field fair. Um, my observation goes along the following. The former president is fighting kind of like George Foreman in his second round of ch- championships. Uh, he got better, he got stronger, he got smarter, and he's punching harder. Um, But President Trump was robbed of his dignity, his rightful sense of accomplishment. He did so much in four years, and he had everything on earth against him. And he feels like he didn't finish the job, that he needs another four years to, to do that. DeSantis, on the other hand, is like the Golden Gloves kid right out of the YMCA at the corner bo- uh, corner boxing uh, ring. He wants to get in. He's really eager to get in. Both have talent. Both have a rough sense of who the opponent is, the crazy Marxist socialist that uh, we're, we're dealing with. But one clearly has a mission. He was robbed of completing it, and he's not playing for second. Both of these men have accomplished more in their terms in office than either of them were given the benefit of the doubt for when they were running. Nobody thought uh, Governor DeSantis was going to flip two Democrat counties, two heavily Latino Democrat counties. And nobody thought that President Trump would do anything in office. Everybody thought he was going to just be this baffling idiot that couldn't accomplish anything. And he, he so proved everybody wrong. He got so much done. Both have had to fight incredibly unfair media coverage and persevere forward. They're both used to the media taking pot shots. And by the way, whoever the Republican nominee is going to be, the media is going to line up against them 100%. That's the way it is now. They're just going to, you just have to bake that into the cake. Both served their people while in office very well, and both deserved to be reelected. 
Ron DeSantis deserved to be reelected as governor. President Trump deserved to be reelected as president. So my question now boils down to, if you're, if you're trying to figure out this equation, it boils down to motivation. And I think that Trump's motives are pretty clear. Um, he wants to undo Biden's damage, and he wants to finish the job that he had started. DeSantis's motives are a little bit trickier. I think they have something to do. Well, if you believed his campaign speeches, his focus should be on Florida because he said he was going to be the governor. Trump never needed or probably honestly never really wanted to be president. He ran originally because he felt that the nation was in so much trouble that if someone did not disrupt everything that the left had done and had going on, we'd never get America back. Think about this. Before he became president, he already had a better plane, a nicer bed. He had more amenities than anything the White House had to offer. And unlike Joe Biden, who became wealthy beyond belief while supposedly serving in public office, Trump lost personal wealth every day that he's been since he started his campaign in 2016. The whole time he was president, he also refused to take a paycheck from the country. He never once took a dime from the taxpayers. He said, I've done well. I will pay my own way. And he gave that salary, that 400 and something thousand dollar salary back uh, to the coffers. He usually put it in different departments that had, you know, budget needs. I think honest people who seek to put America first values into their voting equation would like to see a Trump, a, a ticket that includes Trump and DeSantis in 2024. But make no mistake, when the smoke clears, I believe that Donald Trump will be the nominee. And so should anybody who, as an incumbent, got more votes for their re-election than anybody in history. Or so it goes. If you disagree with me, let me know. KMCRadio at gmail.com. Coming right back on Kevin McCullough Radio. champion of the world. On April 28th, experience the movie based on the miraculous story of George Foreman. George Foreman ain't no new champ. He is the new chump. Foreman is down! I'm not going to box anymore. I'm going to follow God. It's the greatest comeback story of all time. There's only two things I know how to do. Box and preach. And preach you won't pay the bills. Foreman's 45 years old. The risk isn't losing. It's surviving. How can you beat that man? I'm going to do this my way. Big George Foreman. Exclusively in movie theaters. April 28th. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. I was a child when I was abducted by the Arabs. My parents used to own livestock and my mother would do all the cooking for us. I don't remember the year that I was captured. There had never been any problems in our village. Then one day, all of a sudden, we heard that there were Arabs attacking Dinka villages throughout the south. We were so worried we could not even sleep at night. It was a big concern to my mother and my father. We were told that these Arabs were heavily armed and would kill all the animals and people when they would attack. We were very scared. Then one morning, they attacked our village. We scattered in different directions and I ran, but I was captured. My entire village was burned down, and I've never seen a member of my family since. Then I was taken north, into slavery. My eyes saw horrific things on that trip to the north. Women were raped right in front of us. Men were beaten and four men were killed because they tried to fight back. They were shot dead before our eyes. Once at the slave master's house, 
I was pretty much starved and worked brutal hours every single day doing difficult and very, very hard work. There was no relief. And then, they raped me. My slave master did not think of me as a human. He would not even let me go to the hospital when I fell sick. And one day, I heard that there was a slave retriever from CSI close by. How I wanted to be free. That retriever secured my freedom. And thank God, I was able to return to South Sudan. Thank you to each of you who helped the slaves be free. But please don't stop until we get them all. And may I just add that we are so thankful that you have been part of the team that has helped us liberate more than 45 slaves this year already. Of the 192 that are on the list, 45 of them uh, have been liberated, and we have more that we are about to embark upon to do. You may know the violence in, in Sudan is very dangerous right now, and yet our slave liberators are more committed than ever to getting them out. Uh, to get them to safety and to get them to uh, be reunited with their family. If you'd like to help us, here's the number, 888-342-1010, or go to bringherhome.org for all the details. Bringherhome.org, bringherhome.org. Help us put an end to slavery in this lifetime, 888-342-1010. Breaking news as it happens. You're listening to Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. Welcome back from the holiday. Hope you had a special one, and I hope that you paid honor and remembered those who have paid the ultimate price to keep us safe and to protect them. I was thinking about this as I was driving back from being with some friends last night, actually. You know, Memorial Day is the day that we actually do remember the people that lost their lives in protection of our freedoms but i think it is equally important to say that we should be willing to understand that everyone who wears the uniform has volunteered to lose their life to protect our freedoms if they are called upon and so from that perspective it really should be a day of remembrance for everybody who has served even though we we pay special honor to those who paid the ultimate price someone who proudly wears his nation's uniform, even as a reservist, uh, to this day is uh, former Congressman Lee Zeldin. He came within this close of being governor, and I still am mad that I didn't do that last couple of interviews because I think, Governor, I think, uh, Congressman, if we had, we would have gotten you there. But anyway, uh, sorry about that. You can blame it on me next time. Uh, no, no way. You, you definitely did your part every day uh, on the air and otherwise talking about the issues that matter most to New Yorkers. And uh, as the election got closer last November, uh, more and more people who hadn't even voted Republican either for a long time or or ever at all, uh, they ended up uh, deciding that they needed to change the direction in the state. But uh, no, I appreciate your effort every step of the way. Give us a little update on what's going on with you. What are you doing these days? Actually, tomorrow I am uh, completing my 20th year in the United States Army. Uh, it was May 31st of uh, 2003 that I, I took the oath and was sworn in as a second lieutenant. So I uh, continue to serve there. Uh, I started up a charity called Zeldin Cares, a federal PAC called Leadership America Needs PAC. I've been, uh, I started up a company called Zeldin Strategies, We're doing work with uh, a, a bunch of, of great folks 
uh, through that effort. And there's uh, no grass under your feet. They're like none. Continue to do uh, speeches around New York and uh, across the country. And, uh, and here, here we are talking about the top issues of the day. I would say most importantly, my daughters are about to finish 11th grade and, uh, the, the blessing, the silver lining, obviously not plan, plan A as far as how last November worked out. Uh, but it has been great to spend time with my daughters that I, I haven't been able to spend throughout serving elected office. Yeah, no, that's wonderful, Lee. And I'm so proud of the fact that you so embrace your belief in God, your belief in family and your belief in our country. Um, let me shift over to the the stuff that you're really smart in. Uh, you saw the debt ceiling debate go down. You know that politics is the art of the possible. It's what you can. It's getting the most good at the moment that you're in with the hand that you're played and the people that are at the table uh, in that moment. Uh, did Speaker McCarthy uh, get something that we can work with going forward? Well, this is uh, a lot better than what we've seen with the past. Uh, bunch of debt limit hikes where uh, they wait until the 11th hour and then they say we have to uh, increase the debt limit tonight by midnight or we're going to default and then people are saying no we can't just increase the debt limit we have to bring spending under control by the way that point's right the problem is you can't wait until the day that you're going to hit the cap to start talking about it and uh, i think tactically uh, that Kevin McCarthy and the House of Republicans uh, were really smart in talking about this months ahead of time. Right. And then the left said, you'll never be able to get the votes to pass what you want to do. Yep. And then they put it to the floor for a vote and they pass it. Uh, and then that changes the negotiating posture of President Biden and uh, and a bunch of Democrats. So now there's actually a conversation going on. OK, now. Now we're coming to the table. Let's talk. Now, if Kevin and Lee were, uh, you know, if Kevin McCullough and Lee Zeldin were responsible for drafting this ourselves, would we go further? Absolutely. In many, many, many different ways. Uh, and for anyone out there who's motivated to see uh, Congress and to see Washington, D.C. go further, let's keep that in mind November of 2024, because there's going to be another debt limit hike another debt limit that's going to get hit shortly after that next election. And there's a big difference on stuff like this, whether it's one party Democratic rule, divided government, or one party Republican rule. Sure does. And with divided government, we're not going to be able to get everything that, that we want. Do we want to go further? Do I want to go further? Absolutely. I voted against all sorts of different budgets and and uh, appropriations bills and debt limit hikes when I served in Congress. I want to see him go further. And the best way to do that is to get more conservatives in office November of 24. But we're still talking about $2.3 trillion in reduced spending, I think, Lee. And that, when, when, when have we seen, when have we countenanced that in recent but debt limit uh, negotiations? We we, it just, it hasn't happened. It hasn't even been part of the conversation, let alone an actual real negotiation. Uh, so this is definitely progress over what we've seen the last two, uh, few times out. I want to see them go further, but uh, th- we're going to have to make sure that w- we have a conservative in the White House as a partner uh, to be able to, to get it done. And by the way, when there is a debate going on, whether it's a primary debate or it's a general election debate, 
we need to hear the presidential candidates talking about how they're going to handle this issue yep. if elected president. Absolutely. It's uh, one of the most important, though, uh, I think it causes a lot of people to have their eyes glazed over and kind of roll back in their head. It's still one of the most important things we can do, because where we spend our money says a lot about what our priorities are as uh, as a nation. And let me let me bring that around to New York State. Um, since the governor's race, um, we have not really improved uh, in, in any noticeable regard. And there's a lot of um, things that I that I still think are lacking for the average New Yorker uh, every day. Lee, what's your what's your feeling about where we are uh, as a state, and and even things like seeing former Governor Cuomo trying to like get back on the air and like become relevant again? I mean, the message that this leftist party has left in New York State has been nothing short of a disaster, and they they don't see where we are at. The direction of this state is going wrong in many respects. People are concerned about crime and public safety. They're concerned about affordability, attacks on freedom. You have legislators in Albany and a governor who's literally banning gas stoves. And this isn't something that is uh, you know, hyperbolic uh, exaggeration of rhetoric and policy. This is actually happening right now up in Albany uh, when it comes to the, the effort to uh, make our streets safer. They once again just did this itty bitty tiny baby tweak to cashless bail. Still, New York is the only state in the entire country that that does not give judges discretion away dangerousness. So there's a lot more that needs to get done, and even more so than the need for balance in Washington D.C. is the need for balance uh, up in Albany because in D.C. you actually have a few. People in power who are uh, proud, proudly more to the center of their party or center of the country, uh, that is basically gone extinct up in Albany. Uh, you have people who are proud socialists. They'll correct you if you accuse them of not being a socialist. There's one AOC down in Washington, D.C. There are dozens of AOCs right now up in Albany. Uh, Lee, we always appreciate your time. Congratulations on your 20 years and uh, come on back and keep us informed on what's going on. We appreciate it. Thanks, Kevin. Take care. You got it. Kevin McCullough coming right back. Timothy Mahoney uncovers evidence of the true location of Mount Sinai, interviewing modern-day Exodus explorers and scholars. Once I realized what this site was, I dropped to my knees all of the evidence. It's sitting out there for everyone to see. Inspiring and faith-affirming. Journey to Mount Sinai 2 in theaters only May 15th and 17th. Get tickets today at PatternsOfEvidence.com Did you know color is vital to your health? I'm not talking about the color of the walls in your house or your car or your clothes. I'm talking about the color of the food you eat. A colorful diet is a part of staying well because many nutrients are color. The antioxidant lycopene is the red pigment in tomatoes and pink grapefruit. Chlorophyll is excellent for balancing pH and cleansing the body. It's the green in kale, spinach, and broccoli. Resveratrol decreases inflammation, and it's the purple in grapes and berries. Eating a wide variety of fruits and vegetables provides your body with diverse chemistry it needs to heal itself and stay well. Eat the peelings of things like apples and carrots and cucumbers. 
Balance of Nature is whole produce. It contains all the vital parts in balance. Color, taste, and smell keep you well. And that's what you get with Balance of Nature. Start now by going to balanceofnature.com and don't forget to use discount code KMC. Hello, I'm Mike Bendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers. And get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. I've been in show business my entire life. I know when someone's an actor or an actress. And I'd hear Balance of Nature being advertised, and I just thought, these are real people out there. And they seem to just be really telling the truth about this product that they love. So I started using Balance of Nature, and immediately I started seeing results. And I went, oh my gosh, this works. I literally called up the founder, and I said, I've never done this before in my life. I want to tell people about Balance of Nature. I want it to do for them what it's done for me. Join Kathy Lee Gifford and thousands of people worldwide on a journey to better health. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KLG. confusion amplifying truth and pursuing clarity it's kevin mccullough radio all right kevin mccullough continuing on this uh, day after the holiday weekend thank you for being here uh over the weekend uh, reuters reporting that uh, the u.s and south korea uh holding largest live fire drills uh simulating north korea's full-scale attack uh in in recent days and i'm wondering uh, just how significant this is in the arena. We talk a lot about China and the Pacific on this show, um, but what does it all mean? Gordon Chang is back with us, and if you don't follow him on Twitter, you absolutely must be. Uh, Gordon G. Chang is the uh, handle, and uh, he also writes for Newsweek, and you see him frequently on cable news as well. Gordon, thanks for being here. Um, I know one of the things that you and I have spoken about in the past have been are we sending the right messages to Beijing that we're going to we're going to be in solidarity with our allies? We're going to be strong. Uh, I know that there's been an intimidation, in fact, to try to get us to back off some of our war war games in the South China Sea. Um, how significant is it that uh, these live fire drills go on? These drills are important because they are a deterrent message to North Korea. And North Korea has worked very hard to prevent the South and the United States from participating in these joint drills. So it's good that we're going back and doing them. They were suspended during the Trump administration as the president then tried to reach accommodation with Kim Jong-un 
But as we know, that didn't work out. So now it's important to go back to uh, exercising to protect ourselves. And when they say that they're emulating a full-scale attack from the North, um, do we have an idea what that would look like? If if North Korea were to launch a full-scale attack or an invasion, how would they go about it? There would be an embargment. Sorry, okay, let me try it again. There would be um, an embark. Sorry. A full-scale invasion from North Korea would be as it sounds. There would be hordes of North Korean tanks. Um, there would be artillery. There would be soldiers pouring across certain designated portions of the demilitarized zone, which separates North and South Korea. There are only so many places that the North can invade. So we have some idea where they would come. But nonetheless, we know that they would overwhelm us in a conventional attack. So that's why we have to have our carriers and um, other key personnel in in the region. Yes, because we only have 28,500 American personnel in the South, and uh, the North Koreans have a cast of millions. Uh, so really, we know that um, North Korea would make uh, significant advances, as it did in June 1950 in the Korean War. Um, right. They were able to go down almost to the tip of South Korea. Let me um, translate uh, to the uh, north of there just a touch. Uh, China and Mr. Xi have been watching our debt ceiling debate. Um, and I, I have been dying to ask you this specific question because some of the other people that uh, I have on to discuss such things don't really have as keen of an insight into the mind of what's going on there. But when Leader Xi sees Biden balking at um, a, a debt ceiling spending package, and I'm sure that they're, I'm sure that Xi has access to the reporting that's going on in the U.S. about financially what departments get cut and which ones get reinforced and so forth. How does how does he interpret that? What's going on in his head? I think that he is looking at this if foremost from a currency point of view. Uh, he would like the world to accept the renminbi and not the dollar as the global reserve unit. And so I think that he would um, attack the dollar if there were a default. They would say the United States is untrustworthy. So he's looking at to see whether there is actually going to be a default. But I think longer term, he is looking at the disarray in the American political system, because we know that almost every day Chinese propaganda highlights that to the rest of the world. Gordon, you've said for a long time that that the leader has basically announced an intention to go to war. Um, I am starting to hear from other people uh, echoes of what you have only said um, for the last couple of years. I'm hearing other people begin to say it in recent weeks. And maybe most importantly, my brother-in-law, who serves active duty, forward forward duty in the U U.S. Navy, he's a flight um, officer, um, has a fairly large unit under his command. He firmly believes that we are looking at some point in time at a military confrontation between the U.S. and China. Do you still feel as strongly now that that is on the radar screen? Uh, yes, uh, and we're seeing additional signs of China preparing for war, including purging general officers who are opposed to war. So, for instance, um, the recent uh, death sentence handed to former Air Force General uh, Liu Yaozhou um, is a real ominous sign. Wow. And that purge has continued throughout the Chinese military. 
This, of course, occurs while China is engaged in this breakneck military buildup, sanction-proofing the regime and mobilizing China's civilians for war. So that's one more sign that China is thinking that it will go into battle soon. Gordon G. Chang, thank you as always for being with us. We appreciate it. Thank you so much, Kevin. Follow him on Twitter, at Gordon G. Chang. Kevin McCullough coming right back. champion of the world. On April 28th, experience the movie based on the miraculous story of George Foreman. George Foreman ain't no new champ. He is the new chump. Foreman is down! I'm not going to box anymore. I'm going to follow God. It's the greatest comeback story of all time. There's only two things I know how to do. Box and preach. And preach you won't pay the bills. Foreman's 45 years old. The risk isn't losing. It's surviving. How can you beat that man? I'm going to do this my way. Big George Foreman. Exclusively in movie theaters. April 28th. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. For those of you that know, we have been doing all that we can to help liberate human trafficking and human slaves uh, with Christian Solidarity International this year. It's our annual cause, and we have 192 names of women that need our assistance this year. Uh, Women that have experienced some excruciating things. And I want to say thank you to those of you that have already called, 888-342-1010. We have helped liberate uh, more than a dozen now this year. But I want to tell you the story of Ayak. Ayak uh, was born in northern Sudan. She was born into slavery. Her mother and father had been taken from South Sudan when they were just young kids. Uh, and she grew up as a slave's uh, child. She saw her mother regularly be beaten by her Arab slave master. Then there was the day that her father was told to go to the farm to work. But because of how sick he was, he physically couldn't walk. His master got so angry at him, he said, you dirty, dirty, dirty dog. If you don't go to the farm, you will die. He couldn't walk. So the Arab master shot my father dead right in front of me, says Ayak when she tells her story later. Uh, As she was growing up and getting a little bit older, that master sold her out to another master who raped her repeatedly, who forced her to uh, commit uh, genital mutilation on herself, and who told her that uh, she would not get to keep the children that she had from that slave master. Uh, She would do hard work every day, carry water, long distances, uh, clean clothing, clean things in the house, uh, take abuse from the Arab master's wife. She said, I have seen so many slaves in the area who face the same thing as me. She said, but then one day a retriever found me. I was walking to the well to fetch water. He asked me to leave and go with him. His name was Osman Bashir, and he had many men with him. They took me to his camp and brought me back to South Sudan. Friends, that's the story of an actual liberation of an actual slave. And that's the people that we help when you call 888-342-1010. There are 175 women that we know we can yet save this year. We just need your help. 888-342-1010. 888-342-1010. Help us liberate every slave right now. For $250, you not only affect their liberation, but you set them up with everything they need for a new life uh, in their home in South Sudan, uh, including grain, seed, utensils, uh, other things that they need to create uh, a life for themselves. And you do it when you call 888-342-1010. Or go to bringherhome.org. Everywhere 
It's happening in New York or across the globe. Learn why it matters first on Kevin McCullough Radio. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. And as we get back into the swing of things on this Tuesday, still glad to have KT McFarland joining us, who always has her eye on the things that are going on. And KT, um, not everyone may have heard about it, but last night, uh, some drone, uh, some drone strikes uh, on the Kremlin, and this is this is a bit of a pattern that we're starting to see. What happened? Okay, well, a couple of weeks ago there was a drone strike against the Kremlin. Russians shot it down, but yesterday there was a drone strike against Moscow suburbs, and most of the drones were shot down. One or two hit. Um, I don't think there was any major destruction or loss of life, but. What it represents is a real escalation in the war. Prior to this, the fight, the Ukraine war has all been fought in Ukraine. And now it looks like the fight is coming to Moscow. Now, Ukraine said, oh, it wasn't us. It weren't, it, those drones weren't us. But we're happy to see it. And Russia says, oh, yeah, it's definitely Ukraine. Nobody really knows. Could be the Russians with a false flag operation. It could be Ukraine. Could be, could be a whole lot of things. But what it does is it shows Putin as being weak. And the problem that Putin has domestically is in Russia, the one thing you can't be allowed to do is to not defend the homeland. You can't be allowed to to be perceived as weak on the international stage. So here's Putin, who's fought a war for a year that Russia did not win quickly, as he promised. And even so, it hasn't had much of an effect on Moscow. It's had effect on the recruiting and things, but those people who are being recruited into the Russian side on the Ukraine, where most of them are not the upper classes or the upper middle class or the intelligentsia, it's mostly the hinterland people. Right. But this is now hitting Moscow. This is where it hurts. And if Putin is perceived as being, hey, wait, you're not winning a war. You're not, you can't even protect Moscow. Nobody's done anything to Moscow like this since World War II. And you're the guy who's supposed to be such a strong president. I think he could ha- have domestic problems, not the way the Washington intelligentsia says, oh, he's going to have people who are going to overthrow him, who are going to end the war in Ukraine, and it's going to be kumbaya all over again. It's going to come from the other direction of people in Russia saying, Putin, you're not tough enough. You can't win wars. We need somebody tougher. And it'll give Putin a lot of incentive to escalate Hard to see how he escalates because it's already pretty escalated. But a scorched earth policy against Ukrainian civilian targets, maybe even using more serious weapons. What, what I think is the takeaway I have from all this is what's everybody's end game here? Does Ukraine really think that it's going to like attack Moscow, um, push Moscow all the way back? Does it think Putin's going to allow that to happen? And is Putin's end game? Well, I'm still going to take all of Ukraine. I'm just going to wait out the West. If there's nobody that I can see who's looking to say, okay, where's the end game? How do we get the fighting to stop? And then let's focus on the peace. I don't think Ukraine can win the war. I don't think Russia can win the war. I think it's a stalemated war. But, but Ukraine could win the peace if after the fighting stops, the West then rushes in to rebuild Ukraine yeah, and has very end. close ties. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you this, a couple of uh, derivations on your theory. If it is a Russian operation designed to, um, I don't know, embarrass Putin or to make him look in some way less than strong, we know that there are some uh, people who have declared that they're going to run for president in 24 against him, one of them being the really ruthless leader of that uh, mercenary crowd. Yeah, the Uh, Wagner mercenaries. is, is um, is, Is there any thought that 
somebody militarily did this to embarrass Putin within within the the Russian ranks? Sure, and you're gonna you're gonna run yourself in circles if you try to sort of psych this one out. Okay, because it could it could be it could be any of those things, but the result of it is is Putin now appears weak, and what does he do next? Well, if he and knows that it's like from in, in within. He's mm-hmm. really worried because now he doesn't have the cover of uh, whatever was making him propped up and be, and look strong before, and and now he right. knows that his 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 opponent knows it as well. So that's that could be very destabilizing. What what is the international? How does the international community respond to this specifically? What what's the Pentagon thinking today? They haven't changed their thinking. It's, it's it's we'll give Russia whatever Russia. I mean, we'll give Ukraine whatever Ukraine needs to defeat Russia, and then nobody really defines what victory looks like. It, it's all just sort of more, more, more. Um, the problem I have is not that we're supplying assistance to Ukraine. It's that our our rich European friends who are most affected by this war that they're not. Right. They're not ponying up for the money. We're all of America. What America is probably seventy-five to a hundred billion dollars, and what has the rest of Europe done all together collectively? Remember, Europe. A lot of these countries are running not deficits like we are, but surpluses in their budget. They're rich. They're not all together. They're not even equaling what we're doing just as one country. So I'm I'm concerned that where is the where is Europe? Where is their contribution? And then number two. As we're cutting defense, in real terms, we're cutting defense spending with the new budget. Um, and we're yet, even while we're cutting, we're still focused so much on Europe and Russia and NATO and Ukraine, while it's at the expense of focusing on the Pacific. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to ask. Is Mr. Xi sitting there looking at us spending all this money, watching Russia and Ukraine kind of circle itself into a tailspin? understand the component that you're just talking about in terms of resources, watching our debt ceiling fight uh, here in the States and drawing conclusions on all those things. Yeah, he's, he's, he's saying this, and this is terrific. For 20 years, America took their eye off the ball in Asia, and we've been allowed to rapidly advance economically, technologically, militarily, while America was focused on fighting the forever wars in the Middle East. And now America's focused on the forever war in Ukraine. And yet again, we're kind of getting away with what we want to get away with. America is, I mean, President Biden talks about, oh, we're strengthening our position in the Pacific, but we're not. And we're not doing the kind of military investment that we should be doing. Yeah. In Speaking of that, you, you're a big pro-Navy uh, proponent uh, for good reason. Uh, McFarland's have been in uniform in that service, as have some of uh, my relatives. Uh we are. Where are we with the number of battle-ready battleships, carriers, and inventory in in our naval forces? Wow, I haven't actually looked at the numbers lately, but it's way below where it has been historically. Okay. And in addition to that, we're kind of putting all of our eggs in one basket. We're focused on the Pacific, and particularly is on very high-priced, expensive um battle carrier groups or aircraft carriers and what we're not focused on is developing the new generation of weapons kt mcfarland always appreciate your insights you help us understand it you break it down for us and we're really grateful thank you it's a pleasure and an honor kevin you got it kevin mccullough come right back don't go away
champion of the world. On April 28th, experience the movie based on the miraculous story of George Foreman. George Foreman ain't no new champ. He is the new chump. Foreman is down. I'm not going to box anymore. I'm going to follow God. It's the greatest comeback story of all time. There's only two things I know how to do. Box and preach. And preaching won't pay the bills. Foreman's 45 years old. The risk isn't losing. It's surviving. How can you beat that man? I'm going to do this my way. Big George Foreman. Exclusively in movie theaters. April 28th. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. I've been in show business my entire life. I know when someone's an actor or an actress. And I'd hear Balance of Nature being advertised, and I just thought, these are real people out there. And they seem to just be really telling the truth about this product that they love. So I started using Balance of Nature, and immediately I started seeing results. And I went, oh my gosh, this works. I literally called up the founder, and I said, I've never done this before in my life. I want to tell people about Balance of Nature. I want it to do for them what it's done for me. Join Kathy Lee Gifford and thousands of people worldwide on a journey to better health. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first preferred order. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code KLG. Color is vital to your health. I'm not talking about the color of the walls in your house or your car or your clothes. I'm talking about the color of the food you eat. A colorful diet is a part of staying well because many nutrients are color. The antioxidant lycopene is the red pigment in tomatoes and pink grapefruit. Chlorophyll is excellent for balancing pH and cleansing the body. It's the green in kale, spinach, and broccoli. Resveratrol decreases inflammation, and it's the purple in grapes and berries. Eating a wide variety of fruits and vegetables provides your body with diverse chemistry it needs to heal itself and stay well. Eat the peelings of things like apples and carrots and cucumbers. Balance of Nature is whole produce. It contains all the vital parts in balance. Color, taste, and smell keep you well. And that's what you get with Balance of Nature. Start now by going to balanceofnature.com and don't forget to use discount code KMC. Hello, I'm Mike Bendell, inventor of MyPillow. Thanks to your support, you've helped make MyPillow become one of the fastest growing companies in America. Over the last 12 years, you've helped MyPillow create thousands of jobs right here in the USA. When I got MyPillow, I'm asleep almost immediately. I stay asleep at night and I wake up more well-rested in the morning. That's why I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs and helps keep your neck supported and aligned. I'm interrupting this commercial to bring you my BOGO extravaganza. For example, you get one of my Giza Dream bed sheets and you get a second set absolutely free. Or my six-piece towel sets. Buy one set, get another one absolutely free. Or get my classic premium my pillow and get another one absolutely free. So call the number on your screen or go to MyPillow.com and use your promo code to get my buy one, get one free offers. And get deep discounts on all my pillow products. That's MyPillow.com promo code. KMC. Coming to theaters, Patterns of Evidence, Journey to Mount Sinai 2. Investigative filmmaker Timothy Mahoney uncovers evidence of the true location of Mount Sinai, interviewing modern-day Exodus explorers and scholars. Once I realized what this site was, I dropped to my knees. 
all of the evidence. It's sitting out there for everyone to see. Inspiring and faith-affirming. Journey to Mount Sinai 2 in theaters only May 15th and 17th. Get tickets today at PatternsOfEvidence.com. you need to know when you need it. It's Kevin McCullough Radio. Three, two, one. All right, Kevin McCullough, glad to have you with us. As I was uh, scrolling through a number of items to try to find something to end the show with today, I ran across a little word, a heads up, really, from Newsmax that said uh, that an unusual song had just hit number one on the Apple Music charts. Take a listen. You know they cutting these kids, they leaving trannies with scars. Why they pushing the gender, promoting sexual genders? I'm only rocking with Bruce, don't rock with no Caitlyn Jenner. You think that gay shit gonna get you paid? Yeah, we gon' see. It's my alarm, one, it's one if we trumpet, baby. They put a target on my back, but they targeting your kids. They don't even need to ask, cause you all know what it is. That's why I keep a strap, and I'm always by my bears. This agenda gotta stop. Yeah, you know we gonna win when they target, target. Yeah, they target and target, target. Yeah, they target kids. Target, target. Yeah, they target and target, target. Yeah, they target kids. All right, so that's from some uh, artist uh, by the name of Nick Natoli and Stony Dudebro. Uh, but there's there's another passage in it a little bit later that says uh, something about uh, Satan being a, a, creating a cleanup on every aisle, and the only thing that can do it is the blood of Christ. Uh, kind of interesting stuff, but the name of the song is called Boycott Target, and uh, it's got a hip-hop beat, as you can tell. Uh, but th- th- this is why, I, I got I to just say this. This is why it's so remarkable that the powers that sit in these boardrooms think that these things are a good idea. It's not just white suburban evangelical culture that has a problem with selling the, um, the swim trunks and the pride gear uh, in the children's aisles uh, to, you know, to promote the, the, the trans agenda or, or whatever. Uh, this is, and, and I know that there's, you know, some celebrity moms online that have gone crazy over the weekend. I, I can't even bring my kids to Target anymore because not because of something that they'll see, because of something that they won't see. Oh, they used to have the pride display right up front, and now my non-binary child says, "Mommy, where did they put it?" In other words, she thinks it's going to do harm to the child to not see the pride display because she's telling the child that he's he's just a child he's not a boy or a girl which he clearly is his dna has determined he is a a boy or a girl there's no there's no question about what the what the sex of the child is but now he's going to experience trauma because he doesn't see a rainbow when he walks in to the target store that's why people like uh, Nick Natoli and Stony Dudebro, and I don't know anything else about them except uh, this song that I just ran across a few minutes ago. But it's called Boycott Target. It's number one on iTunes, and it is running away with popularity. Why? Because people have had enough. The nonsense has to stop. Genuinely does. And I hope that we can be a force, a winsome force, to helping to quell that storm and bring it back. 
to some sort of balance. Gavin McCullough, so glad to have you with us. We'll see you next time.